Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Brand 30 Support Call. Sorry about running on at the mouth about what's going on in my life. I hope you guys have lots of fun doing what you love to do. And, you know, that's the important thing is if you love what you do, it doesn't really feel like work for the most part. You know, we all have our challenges, and that's, that's sort of what that is. So for those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. Welcome you to this TR90 call, support call. This happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific time. But if you're Mountain time, it's 7.40. If you're Central time, it's 8.40. And if you're Eastern time, well, it's 9.40. With that being said, if you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application that is called SoundCloud. Putting by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S. And if you get your podcast through some other service, you'll also put in Frank, but instead of TR90, you would put in, you could be putting in TR90 or Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, and these calls will pop up. They're archived back more than 11 years now, and... Um, We've had a host of different hosts on over the years, and depending on, you know, if you're ever wanting something for a long drive and you want to listen to a whole series of podcasts, go for it, because there's lots of really great information. We've had all kinds of people on that um, really have some wonderful information to share with you. So that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, oh, if you want to catch this live and you're listening to this and it's a podcast, it's 712-775-8972. When it prompts for the code, put in 910022. And sometimes it asks you to press star if the host hasn't already started the call. But, you know, we would be thrilled to have you with us. So with that being said... That Tier 90 program, when you're first starting out, it's the good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein, at least three of those meals, seven-plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, that gives you macronutrients, micronutrients, and it gives you fiber, especially if you're getting them closer to the source um, rather than highly processed. Um, Guys need to be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber daily for good digestive health and just overall health. Drinking plenty of fluid to stay hydrated, and the current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. And your best choice is water, but if you're looking at coffee and tea, there's some trade-offs there as you get to more... Um, juices and other things, there's more trade-offs and the fluid might, will be beneficial but not quite as beneficial, excuse me, as it could be if you're not drinking water. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of fluid daily and, you know, that's, that's a starting point if you're exercising heavily or in your in a humid area, you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture. I highly recommend getting seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That really helps your body do a whole bunch of system resets while you go through various stages of sleep. It helps you um, 
set your mind up for really making good decisions the next day and planning out what you're going to do because if you're operating on a lack of sleep, it could be the same as having a drink or two and trying to function slightly hungover. It really slows your um, thinking down. So that's the reason why I always recommend getting good quality sleep. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And that will, and I try to mix it up both between the weight bearing and the aerobic just because I want a good balance as I'm moving forward into my senior years. And I'm 64 now and soon to be 65 in about another five months. And just making sure that it, I've got good balance because that good balance is going to keep me from having a fall that could be really devastating. Let's see, seven to nine vegetables. I think we've covered about everything we need to cover to set up your TR90 program. With that being said, I'm always looking for additional information to share with us that helps support that TR90 lifestyle and explains why we're doing some, why some of our scientists have done some of the things they've done to help set our program up and why they encourage you um, in your eating, taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal if it's possible. If it's not possible, take them with your meals. Still work. Not quite as effective, but it definitely, they'll definitely still work. And today I'm sharing some information out of a book that's called Fat Chance. Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. And um, I started in talking about um, fat cells and what it takes um, to care and feed for a fat cell. So we're going to jump right into how do you make a fat cell? Because we have over 250 different types, cell types in our body, and these are really important for a number of different reasons. The size of your fat tissue deposit depends on two properties, the fat cell number and the size. In reality, the number of fat cells you have dictates your ultimate fate after they've been created. Once made, fat cells want to be filled. Think of a fat cell like as a balloon. When it is empty, it is pretty small, and it can be stored in a bag without taking up much space. The fat cell is what blows up, the fat content is what blows up the balloon up, and when many are put together, they can fill an entire room. So to control obesity, you need only control your fat cell number. Alas, this is easier said than done. How and when do fat cells get born? In the early 1970s, Jules Hirsch, a Rockefeller University demonstrated that your fat cell number is determined by age two. More recently, research has confirmed that while there is a constant low level of turnover, the majority of fat cells are formed very early in life. And why do we need fat cells? The flippant answer is that without them, girls would look like boys. The evolutionary answer is that fat cells are repositories of energy and are necessary for the survival of the species, especially in times of famine. Fat cells are protective. They provide cushioning of vital organs, 
In addition, specialized fat cells provide heat after you're born to keep you from succumbing to the elements. Fat cells are not just storage devices. They are active participants in and are necessary for your metabolic health. As you will see, as we dive into this further, you need your fat cells. Fat cells are the difference between being the picture of health and suffering a miserable, lingering death. What makes one person fatter than the next, and how is that how is it that Kay and her sister, children raised in identical environments with the same people, or sorry, same parents, values, and meals, can be so physically different from each other? Why does one child dream of nothing but soccer while the other obsesses over donuts? Everyone thinks they are, are in control, but the reality is they aren't. No one is. So please... People give up the idea that you are in control of your fat cells. They were laid down a long time ago. Control over your fat is an illusion promulgated by the weight loss and fashion industries. To keep you in tow, paying big bucks, your mother was more likely in control before you were born. And she didn't even know it. This is another reason to blame mom for the therapist's office as if you needed one. And many of us don't. Over the last 25 years, birth weight has increased worldwide by as much as 200 grams or a half a pound. Coincident with the obesity pandemic, is this conferring the risk of obesity on the newborn? It is likely that the maternal weight gain is translated into fetal body fat The more mothers gain during their pregnancy, the greater the birth weight of the newborn and more fat cells early on, the greater the health risk later on. Mom can bestow a blessing or a curse. What she she does and eats during her pregnancy can result in an altered destiny, either way, for better or for worse. Your fat cell number is determined before you're born and is dictated through four separate physiological pathways, none of which you can alter now. The first is genetics. The second one is epigenetics. The third is developmental programming. And the fourth is environmental toxins. And we'll be diving into each of those coming up, but we'll start with the genetics for today. When we talk about genetics, we mean the change in the sequence of our DNA. Scientists routinely say that obesity is 50% genetics, nature, and 50% environment, nurture. We do know of a few genetic mutations in the energy balance pathway that clearly predetermine your risk, which accounts for about 2% of morbid obesity. However, despite exhaustive searches, not that many people have genetic mutations to account for their obesity, researchers worldwide have scanned the human genome and have identified 32 genes that are associated with obesity in the general population. Although these genes explain about 9% of obesity, and even if one person had 
every single bad gene variation, it would account for only 20, about 22 pounds, hardly enough to explain our current obesity pandemic. Lastly, the genetic pool doesn't change that fast, so the gene argument can't explain the last 30 years. All of these investigations show that we need to look past genetics as a cause for obesity. Oh, we might have enough time to get through the epigenetics section. Epigenetics is, a diff is different from genetics. It refers to the changes in the areas around our genes that can cause them to be turned on or off, usually inappropriately, and over time can result in the development of various diseases. Think of epigenetics as the on-off switch attached to the dimmer of your living room chandelier. The gene is the light bulb. The epigene is the light switch. And if the light bulb is defective or the switch is frozen in the off position, the dimmer function is useless as it is. <coughs> as it is constantly giving off low light and you're unable to read. Likewise, epigenetics control the extent to which the gene turns on. Epigenetics has become a very hot area of investigation. Here are four reasons why you should care. First, an epigenetic alteration can cause much havoc as a genetic alteration, but the actual DNA sequence remains unchanged. So even with a full genome analysis, you can have defective epigenetics without knowing it. Second, epigenetic changes usually occur after conception but before birth. You are not just the product of your genes, you are equally the product of your epigenes. Third, changes in maternal nutrition or altered physical stress to the mother are felt by the fetus through the placenta. They can modify gene expression and function, affecting the child for the rest of his life. Fourth, the most and the most ominous fact of all, once your epigenetic pattern has changed, there is a better than even money chance that you will transmit this same epigenetic change to your offspring and they to theirs ad infinitum. A recent study demonstrated that epigenetic marks that babies harbor in their DNA at birth predict their degree of fat accumulation at age nine, suggesting that the fetus experiences through the placenta has a huge impact on future risk of obesity. And I think I'm going to stop it there and we'll pick up the rest of this genetic talk on Monday. This is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out. And for, let's see, I believe it is um, December 29th, 2022, at the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business and how some of the changes that are up and coming are going to affect you. I welcome any thoughts or comments, and I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So there we have it. 
genes have something to do with it. Well, thank you. Well, on that well, and I know that with um, the Vitality, the youth, and some of the supplements that are in the TR90 program, those help change our epigenetics. So, and it keeps them good, keeps them good and strong, which is why we can make some of the changes we can make. So, I think this is fascinating, but not everybody does, and I apologize for that. But it does explain how our scientists have actually gone to such great lengths to make sure we've got good, healthy programs. Well, the epigenetics, like in Vitality, uh, works on the um, the uh, mitochondria, but yes. that's... And that's those are the little engines that... <laughs> those are the little engines that keep burning stuff. They're good. We like those. <laughs> So, yeah, I, and they help make sure that the telomeres, which are the very ends of our DNA, don't degrade and cause additional problems. So that's that's good, too. So between that and um, the youth, those two really do work well with our um, TR90 program, as well as making sure you're getting the proper vitamins and supplements to really help boost your overall health. Because right. it all yeah. works together in synergy. Okie dokie. All right. I will see you tomorrow. Yes, and I am looking forward to a lovely meditation. And I might even actually be laying flat to enjoy it. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Okay. All right. You too. Bye. Oh, I. Bye bye.